All right, welcome back to Arrowslingers, everybody. Um, it has been a long time, nearly three months since our last episode. A lot has been happening. Um, we are relocating the studio four hours north, and it's just been a chaotic time. So I've still been watching, I've still been playing. I just haven't had the proper time, and I know it's a crap excuse to study it properly and bring you the show. But, so. We're going to get back into it. This is going to be a Lazy Man's episode, purely just recording. No video, not much research into it, just an update on where Arrow Slingers is at and what the plan moving forward is. So, as I said, we're moving studios. I'm in partway realms now. My current dartboard setup is actually just on a Winmore Extreme stand in front of a roller door. Not much happening there. My studio is legit my phone sitting in front of my face. So there's just, yeah, it's very much a makeshift studio, makeshift darts area, makeshift everything. We're moving very soon and it's going to be good when we're up there. I'll be able to bring a lot more to you. So I just thought we'll get back in here tonight and have a quick chat and just get ready for what's heading on, what's going to be happening moving forward at Aris Singers. So... In the time gone, we've had a lot a lot going on. So European Championships has been gone. Uh, what we have, we had the, the Grand Prix won by MVG. Ross Smith won that the European Championships out of nowhere, played out of his skin, another missed opportunity for Michael Smith. But yeah, um, over here in Australia, we've got Ray Smith, the, the guru. He's going back over to Ali Pali to defend, not defend his crown, but, you know, for, just put in another good show. He did so well last year. He made it a lot last 16, I think it was. Um, pretty sure it was last 16, maybe even last 32. But he did really well and just performed out of his skin and had Mervyn King on the ropes at one point. And Mal Cumming has won his way through to go over and join Ray Smith at Ali Pally and show the world what he can do. He's very, very good player, Mal Cumming. When he turns it on, very simple throw, very similar to Brandon Weenings, and yeah, just uh, he's a gun, so that'll be good to have those two heading over and showing what Australian darts is all about. Now, Gordon Mathers, he came over and tried out in the same tournament as Mal Cumming to try and get a spot in the Worlds because it's not looking great for, for Gordon. So he, instead of playing the Players' Championships, he came over and, and just missed out to Mal Cumming. Um, I'm not sure, yeah, he'll make it now to the Worlds. And that'll just about wrap up his time over there, unless he stays and tries again for a tour card. But he may come back. Hopefully he comes back over here and really hones his game and then tries again. Because as discussed previously, um, Gordon Mathers, it was just a bit of a, a bit of luck that he won his tour card, actually. He just got stuck over there during COVID times when he won his spot at the Worlds in 2020 or 2021, maybe. 2021 Worlds, which is right at the end of 2020. And then tried out for Q School and won his card. So he could do it again. He can win it again. Or he comes back over and really hones his game and has another crack. We'll see. Now, the Grand Slam semis. We've got Raymond Van Barneveld, who qualified in the last-ditch qualifiers, taking on Michael Smith. This is a this is a classic contest. Um, two typical stories. Michael Smith, up and coming, looking for that first big, big tournament. And Barney, the old stayer who's working his way back in after many decades playing darts at the top level. He's been fantastic, Barney. He won his group stage, just knocked out Gerwin Price, had a classic against Simon Whitlock. 
Um, the Wizard was fantastic as well and only just missed a few big checkouts to, to push it to a last leg decider in that first knockout round. But yeah, Bully Boys looked pretty good. He cruised through his group relatively well and is now on track. Good win against Joe Cullen, last leg decider. The other semi-final, Nathan Aspinall versus Luke Humphreys. How good has the Ass been? He is an absolute star. He's had a great year. He had that uh, Grand Prix final, and he did pretty well at the Europeans, and in just he's starting to look the part, the Asp. He did pretty well at the match play. He had Michael Van Gerwen on the ropes at one point in the quarterfinals there. So the Asp is looking good. It's been a great year, and this is the perfect time to really get going. So watch out for him at the Players' Championships and the Worlds. And, yeah, so Luke Humphreys knocked off MVG. Solid performance. Michael Van Gerwen not at his best. But, yeah, so... But he's always expected to do well, Luke Humphreys, so there is always that little bit of pressure on him, but he's handled it pretty well. Now, my tips, I think Michael Smith will get past Barney. Barney's probably played some of his best starts for the year just this week, and I think... Michael Smith will just have a little bit too much for him. And I think the Asp will get it done over Luke Humphreys. Uh, Luke Humphreys was the favourite when they played each other at the World Match Play, and the Asp got it done well and truly. I've re- I really like how he, well his throws coming along the Asp. Um, some people were saying it looked like he had a bit of dartitis, especially at the match play. Definitely it wasn't dartitis. Dartitis is where the dart doesn't... You can't get it to release out of your hand. The Asp is struggling. He was struggling with his grip a bit. And I think one of the things you can put it down to, when he was really young, I may have mentioned this before, but we'll go through it again. When he was a lot younger, he definitely had a very a tilt to the side, very Wes Newton-like. And he's straightened that out a bit, and he's probably still trying to straighten it right out. And you can tell with how straight he's throwing his darts. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just a bit of a regripping as he slowly makes changes to his throw to become the best in the world. Um, yeah, so I'm tipping Nathan Aspinall to beat Luke Humphreys, Michael Smith to beat Barney, and then in the final, I think, unfortunately for Michael Smith's sake, I think the Asp has got too much. I think that's what's going to happen, as well as I hope that's what's going to happen. I really think the Asp deserves it. He's had such a great year. As much as Michael Smith's had a great year, I just think the Asp, yeah, get him up and about, move himself right up in the world rankings, and get himself ready for the Worlds. Now, as we said, the Worlds are getting close the field's starting to narrow itself down. Um, I'm going to have a proper look at it soon. But just two players I wanted to mention to keep that no one wants to play at the moment uh, from in the world, so you don't want to get drawn against Josh Rock or Bo Greaves. Those two are going to cause absolute headaches over there, along with Raymond Smith. No one wants to play him either. All the English and professional darts players saw what he did last year, saw how easily he took care of Jamie Hughes, Devin Peterson... Uh, was it Clearmacker or Hempel? I think it might have been Hempel. He just did a number on him, just looked a professional. And that's what Raymond Smith's all about. He's a pro. He plans his games out. He knows how to structure a game, like as silly as that sounds. Don't you just want to go up and throw 15 darters and less all the time? You can't always, and you just watch him structure his whole game, and it's just it's a feature. Um, so, yeah, three players that no one wants to draw at the Worlds, I'm telling you right now. Rock, Greaves, Raymond Smith. Um, Players Championship, they're coming up as well. Damon Hedder is seeded number one. I'm not 100% sure if Gordon Mathers got his way into that either. Simon Whitlock will definitely be there. Uh, he was fantastic at this tournament. He played beautifully. I think it was a 1-5-2 and a, like a third attempt at a 1-1-2 to, 
to take it all the way to a deciding leg. Um, not in the same leg, because if you miss the one five two just, you're not going to have one twelve left. But you know what I mean. He had a very much had chances to get it all the way to nine all. Unfortunately, he didn't quite get it there, but just he looked really good and some of his grouping. So you don't see a lot of the floor tournaments that he's playing where you see he'll have one ninety average and then one mid eighties. You just don't see what's happening there. Like against Barney, he was up around 100, 105, 110 a lot of the match. Tailed off a little bit as his doubles sort of weren't going in as well as he'd like, but was definitely above 100 the whole match. And his grouping, you see, he still hits the best 180s you'll ever see. Uh, his grouping is ridiculous. He's got the long points and all three points are going in at a smaller point than the thickness of one of my barrels is. And it's just, it's insane to watch. So he's definitely still got it, the Wizard. Um, I think he'll do well at the Players' Championships. Damon Hedder seeded one. Damon Hedder is struggling a little bit, I think, with the expectation. When he's getting on the big stage, it's not quite happening for him. Put him on the floor, or even the Europeans now that he, he won one, and he is looking a million bucks. Just not quite as effective on stage. You hoped that the Worlds would have helped him. Not the Worlds, the World Cup, Cup would have helped him with that. But it doesn't seem to have done too much just yet. All he needs is the Players' Championship, uh, the finals there, to be good or even a nice little run at the Worlds. He'll be seeded there, I reckon, and hopefully get a good run, a good draw, and get himself progressed nicely through that tournament. Yeah, but the Worlds, that's where it's all at. With This is the same time last year, roughly when we started doing this, and the build-up to the Worlds was awesome. It's awesome now, and one of the reasons why it is getting even more awesome is the state that the world of darts is in. It seems almost like there's a bit of a shift, but don't count out those guys. Um, we have one of the biggest tournaments of the year, the Grand Slam. It's massive because it's a slightly different format. It's still one of the big ones. That's why you've got match play is just straight up match play. The world's is set play. Grand Prix is double in, and the Grand Slam is round robin to knockout. So you've got that's why those four tournaments are the biggest tournaments. We love the Premier League; it's awesome, it's fun, but it's not these ones. It's not this tournament. Any of these four, these four are different. The Premier League's different again, but it's only eight players. This one is just great. Um, so you've now got yeah one of the bigger tournaments, especially because it is so close to the Worlds. It's a lead up to the Worlds. You've only got one more big tournament before the Worlds happen. So you've got this, Players' Championships, to really assert yourself. But So you're semi-finalists in this tournament. You've got Barney, Bully, Asp, Humphreys. You haven't got Peter Wright. You haven't got Gerwin Price. You haven't got Michael Van Gerwen. You haven't got James Wade, Rob Cross. The world, is, the world of darts is shifting. Luke Humphreys is going to be up there every other tournament nowadays. The Asp, if you want, if you don't watch out, he's going to start dominating all the time. Uh, Barney, that's just a bit of a throwback. I don't think he'll continue to make semi-finals in big tournaments. He can get on a run, Barney, but I don't think so. And Michael Smith is going to start featuring heavily. Basically, every big tournament there is, Michael Smith will probably make the semi-finals unless he falls over his own shoelace, something along those lines. So you've got a massive shift in the world of darts. I think last year would have been. Pretty early on, maybe it was the start of this year. We did a, a three-tier system of where the world of darts is at. Who's the next number one in the next few months? I did who's coming up in the next year or two. 
And then who's going to be in five, six years who will be up there battling out for world number one? It's all changed since then. There's been a massive shift since then. So I won't, without going into too much detail, Gary Anderson's dropped right off. Uh, Peter Wright, he's had a bit of personal issues, but he's definitely struggling a bit. When he doesn't use those gold darts, he just cannot find what works for him. And those gold darts are the best darts he ever throws. So that's also a little bit strange. Um, Michael Van Gerwen is going to be up there. Gerwen Price is going to be up there. However, whether he wants to be up there for that long, that's another story for another day for Gerwen Price. No one knows the answer to that. The way he plays darts, he should never stop in my opinion, but whether he wants to keep playing. Um, the mid-tier, we won't go through too much, but it still looks pretty similar and it looks exciting. Dimitri has dropped off a little bit. It's that young group that we were talking about. Um, Nathan Rafferty still made the Grand, the Grand Slam uh, yeah, Grand Slam because of the world's the Youth World Championships. Held his own, but didn't get a win on the board, I don't think. Who else did we talk about? We talked about Keane Barry, who hasn't done a lot. Bradley Brooks hasn't done too much just yet. Uh, Callum Reed's not been super disappointed in this year, given what we know he can do. And you've got the emergence of that absolute superstar, Josh Rock, up and coming, and there's quite a few other young ones. Luke Humphrey's probably not that young, um, but yeah. So there's still there's so much to get through. We're going to do a repeat of that in between the Players' Championships and the Worlds and really have a deep dive into what's coming up in the world of darts. Um, now, we're also, we probably will run... I've been meaning to do it for a long time now. There's going to be a prize on the line. We're going to run a tournament online in December. It's going to be a Christmas cracker at Arrow Slingers. That's what we're going to call it, the Arrow Slingers Christmas Crack Up. Crack Up or Cracker? I haven't decided yet. We'll figure that out. We won't do it until I'm in the new joint at Christmas time. There'll be definitely one prize, maybe two or three on the line. So keep an ear and an eye out for that. And yeah, get for, look forward to seeing a lot more of Arrow Slingers coming your way. Uh, we've definitely got to we can have a better setup to do all our videos, our podcasts, and more fun shit. Like the darts is up and running. As I said, I haven't missed... I haven't missed a single dart since I've stopped doing the podcast. Not stopped, but had a break from the podcast. But yeah, we're looking forward to getting back into it. So rest up tonight. Uh, the semi-finals are on at 11 o'clock tonight, Australian Eastern Standard Time. None of that rubbish um, Victorian daylight. So keep an eye on that. Um, this is one of the strangest setups. This tournament I love. I think the format is fantastic, except finals and semi-finals same night give the final its own night let the players rest up we saw it get to peter wright last year he played phenomenal against michael smith in the semi and then couldn't get off the off the floor to play against Gerwin price in the final but we'll see what happens you've got quite a few young guns if barney gets through then he definitely won't win the final it'd just be too much for him against someone like nathan Aspinall or luke humphries who are built at the moment for playing long darts but, yep, there we go. My tip, the Asp to win. I know Dan, my good friend Dan Rayner, will be happy with that. He's a big fan of the Asp. So am I. Um, yep. Have fun, guys, and look forward to catching up and continuing on our merry Arrow Slinger way.